Man, y'all welcome to Hella Black live stream episode, you feel me? Tapped in again. I hope people was able to tap into our last one, but if not, it's up on our YouTube channel, so tap in with our YouTube, for real. Subscribe to that shit, you feel me? Help us get to a thousand subscribers. Tap in with our YouTube, for real. I don't even know what our YouTube URL is, nigga, but search Hella Black Podcast, you gonna find it. Y'all can hear us, all right? Yup. It's episode what seventy one now seventy two I'm looking at the notes <laughs> episode seventy one in the femininity debacle I told, I told <laughs> niggas straight to the notes <laughs> nigga you just tried to skip over that word yourself I told niggas uh, that bro I got fear over that word after I seen it last week <laughs> I told niggas that my commitment to the new pod was to come with black joy and not have to sit here and ponder over it and another part of that commitment that I didn't make live or i didn't voice on the pod was that i'm also gonna remember exactly what episode it is i feel like we've done that before but all right we know that was definitely the last episode but i was looking at the notes so i was like 71 but 72 was on top and bold so i'm once again i'm catting off i'm about to be on point bro i feel like it's 72 episodes into into this shit like why are we at the beginning of every episode like what episode is doing this? the same shit and that really hit when i was uh do better when they made the surprise podcast shit they made you feel me for mm-hmm. the surprise party and like they're like, we saying episode forty six. Is it forty six? I don't know. Hold on, let me look it up. <laughs> <laughs> we here later. Twenty so twenty episodes later. Yeah, so we're that, doing the same shit. But you that, know, it's, it's a, quarantine. It's part of my commitment, dog. Yeah. So we'll start that over. What episode we on? We on episode seventy two. Hello, black episode seventy two. <laughs> yeah, we here. Thank y'all for fucking with it. I hope people is maintaining. You feel me? Just got off working. If you, especially if you're on the West Coast, you feel me? Clocked out, five o'clock hit, you feel me? You open that YouTube and you fucking with the live po- podcast. So, appreciate everyone for taking the time to listen to us, learn with us, build with us, you feel me? This shit should mean a lot. I was just looking at the stats earlier. I'm like, damn, bro, like, we really had plays in 50 countries and just seeing some of the notifications, like, nigga, like, yeah, I'm coming from Germany, nigga. I'm coming from England, nigga. I'm coming from Australia. Like, the struggle people, is global. People really like <laughs> coming, you feel me? <laughs> the struggle is global. That should be nuts. We hear Oakland, you know what I was just thinking about? Just listening to us, bro. That shit, that's saucy. So I appreciate everybody. What I was just thinking is that although we're just in your house right now recording this, it's, I still get a little bit of anxiety as if we're actually talking in front of a very large crowd. Like, how our live streams are probably a third of what we actually do with our live shows, right? Facts. And I have, we in the comfort of your home, my nigga. Like, this is a place we record all of our po- all of our podcasts for the most part. And it's something like being in front of this little computer in front of, I don't See know how many people are on right now. But it's nowhere near, yeah, it's nowhere near as many people that are, that'll be at a live show. I don't know why I get a little anxious. I just, people, and people say you don't grow out of getting Anxious before a lot before um, public speaking. I think it's I just think something. in some ways, I don't know. You grow, you grow in a way. You know, how I to for deal, sure grown. You I, deal with it in a different way than in the past. I know for me, it's like, all right, I've been here before, so you have that like that positive self talk to yourself or whatever. You feel me? Yeah. You know, all right, nigga, I've been here before. <laughs> it's definitely not like what it what it was for me three years ago, to where there would be times where I would completely shut down before a public speaking engagement or I had to like memorize everything that I was going to say yeah. so that I could just get out there and it'd be muscle memory. But now I just recognize the anxiety. It doesn't, you know, completely take over my brain and my body, but I, 
I notice that it's there. And sometimes I'm just like, damn, niggas, been how many, like, niggas been down there public speaking since elementary school, for real, at this point. Yeah. I, I still remember when we did our first, like, workshop at Cal. Oh, yeah, like, I was spooked. Four or five years ago. But that was a whole different, at this, yeah. at this time, like, I don't know, I feel like my experience in college as compared to your experience in college was different. And it's wild because I did, tell, I, like, I had a minor in communication, so I did a lot of public speaking engagements and even with like journalism, we had to present at different times or whatever. But I felt like when me and you did that first workshop at Cal, you were in a a completely different, I don't know, I feel like you had a different relationship to public speaking than I did as a result was, of your student organizing. Yeah. You feel me? I like, was already doing, speaking at protests. Yeah. Speaking in, big, in like bigger crowds and shit. Exactly. So yeah. for me, it, it wasn't until I started doing that shit with you. Because like niggas wasn't, niggas was organized. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think. With my, with I'm just my, thinking about yeah. like that growth. You feel me? It's like I remember before that. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas was talking about being anxious and shit. And I'm like, there's for sure been a, a big ass growth. Oh uh, yeah, like, outside looking in type shit. I mean, of course, I don't know every thought that's coming inside your mind and shit. But oh, I'm just like it's in my mind. What I was saying is I don't understand why there's any. I don't get anxiety before we record the power when it's just you and I. Facts. And right now. Honestly, it's damn near just you and I. But this video. But whenever there's just a, a will change in the structure that we have, it's like there's a there's a possibility of one other person being here, nigga. <laughs> there's there's some anxiety. Yeah, nah, I feel you. I feel you for sure. Because I even just before this, I'm like, damn, like I'm sweating a little bit, like, like from anxiety or from. I don't know if it's for. It's probably because it's hot, but I was anxious too. But it's hot as fucking here too. At the same yeah. time, I'm not anxious so right I'm now. Like, I was I was anxious, but I'm good for a little bit. I'm, I feel cool now. You gotta you know? warm up. Warmed up. Anybody with some tips on how to to combat the anxiousness that comes with public speaking, send them through. Yeah. You said, "Hey, where do I go to buy merch for Hella Black?" Well, we got some merch on our Patreon right now. Patreon.com. Slash Hell Black Pie. Probably get the merch on the website too. But I guess yeah. that's a part of. And we got some t shirts too. So. Yeah. There yeah. are mugs on Patreon, but we got shirts that you can get if we put them up on the website, which yeah. you probably should have did by we now. Sh- you know. Hey. So what happens when you're a, a two person team? Three now because Jacqueline is helping a lot. So this, yeah. This is what happens when you're a three person team and when the three people all have multiple jobs. When you work in fucking that's what it is, bro. This is what happens, bro. It's like, bro, even before this, nigga, I, did, I had four hours of Zoom meetings before this. And then to come on a live stream and shit. Obviously, this shit is cool. You feel me? And my job is cool, too. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, that's a lot of different, you feel me, speaking, nigga, talking and shit. But we maintaining, you feel me, under. Under this white supremacist capitalist state, nigga, we still getting after getting it. Getting after it. The best that we can. Hella Black episode 72. We got to dive into Black Joy, bro. Yeah. I'm feeling Black Joy today, bro. I ain't even going to cap, bro. I remember reading this outline. I'm like, fuck. Especially, it's been a longer week in this, I don't know what, Tuesday? <laughs> you feel me? Just a lot of stress and shit. So if the show is only Tuesday, that's wild. Bro, nigga, I feel like I've lived the whole week, bro. Or been through a whole week, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially when you consider the way that the days are functioning now, right? Where shit is just running together. There's no, yeah. It's there's like no breaking days. It's kind of just like, like all going. Before yeah. we, you know, you there ain't know, even a weekend no more because you're still damn near doing work yeah. on the weekend. Like, or before you know, like these days I got to be in an office. These days I don't got to be in an office. Like you had so many things 
a part of your routine that allows you to fucking separate the days. That shit no longer exists. So it's just like shit is just running together. So and you yeah, I get it as to why niggas feel like they've lived the whole yeah. week in two days. But yeah, and I was looking at on my damn because I think one thing we said two on the last episode is we gonna have our black joy prepared. So I was saying earlier, loaded, I'm, I'm just prepared, up, nigga. I'm ready. Clipped. I'm, ready. I'm prepared too. I was like, damn, I'm actually prepared. Like I'm, <laughs> it's accountable right now. You feel me? I'm like, bro. But yeah, I came up with the idea. I was like, bro. I was like, this morning I just had a lot of anxiety. And then I don't know. I was like, I'm finna work out. I was gonna do one of them. You feel me? I ain't even gonna talk about whose workouts it is. <laughs> <laughs> this one white dude be having some cool workouts. I ain't gonna cap. I ain't gonna say his name, but <laughs> it is what it is. Too. It's uh, yeah. So I was finna do that. But then, like, bro, I was not feeling it. So I was like, I'm just, my body was just hurting and shit. I don't know. Tired, whatever. Mm-hmm. Program, went on a hike. Um, so I'm like, fuck, nigga, I'm just going to start stretching. And then I just started doing yoga. I'm like, what? Like, I haven't done yoga for a dumbass long. I used to do hell with yoga and shit. Like, back in the day, you know, that was free yoga in Berkeley and shit. Yoga yeah. to people. Um, so I just went into doing some stretching and doing some yoga. And I'm like, damn, bro, I feel hella better, bro. I'm like, damn, that shit was just, I felt hella joy and hella relieved. Um, but it's just like listening to yourself. Sometimes, like, I don't always listen to myself or listen to what my body is saying. It's like, yeah. In my mind, I'm like, nigga, I got to get this, these push-ups, these, this core work. But I'm like, damn. Actually, I just need to sit and do some stretching, bro. Because I'm hella tight, bro. And I'm stretching. I'm like, damn. And then by the end of it, I'm like, damn, my, my, my legs feel better. I'm able to stretch even further and shit. So that's my joy moment. And just, I don't know, I just... Felt a lot of gratitude. I don't know why, bro. I just, I mean, I know some some of the reasons why, but I just felt gratitude, bro. I'm like, okay, nigga, I'm here. I'm present. I'm able to put this shit behind me, some of the other shit behind me, and just, like, live in this moment, bro. And that shit was like, I just felt joy. Man. And I wasn't expecting to feel that joy, you know, especially with all the stress and shit. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I felt joy in the midst of this shit. So, yeah. I'm, I'm I think I'm what, I, what I'm hearing is something I've also been dealing with um, in terms of of exercise, right? I think for so long as an athlete, you taught to ignore your body and to focus on the goal, focus on the outcome, um, that now you get into a place to where you, you reassessing what are you actually exercising for, you know, like yeah. to be like, nigga, I wasn't going to do these pushups because I wanted to or that that's when my body needed it. I was just going to do them because that's what I'm fucking programmed to do. That's what I've, that's what I've been conditioned to do. So now you're taking a step back like, all right, if the point of me exercising is to be healthy, let me reassess what health means to me. You know what I'm saying <laughs> like, yeah. like what I need right now is to feel feel good via exercising, and it's wild because I had a conversation with that nigga Pilo last week because I was you know he be running a lot and I was telling him like bro I really enjoy running but for some reason it just hasn't felt good as of late like running is something that I do for a stress reliever like when I'm feeling really anxious like yeah. to the point where I feel like I'm about to explode running is what you know mellows me out and I was telling him I was having trouble with that shit he put me on to the the Nike like run app. Shit? yeah the, the Nike run app that he has been using. And he was just like, bro, that's how I just been able to separate the competitive competitiveness from it and have been able to do it in a way that like serves fucking you. the actual goal, right? Which yeah. is to like just run and like nigga, it's not a competition. It's about running in the way that, you know yeah. working out in the way that fucking Feels serves its purpose. You. And it's wild, especially like both of us, you feel me, being 
former college athletes and shit. Like, niggas just trained to work out a certain type of way despite how you feeling. So you wake up hella sore, nigga, you got to go to practice and still get that shit in. Just, and it's called the grind. And it's like, oh, grind. <laughs> Grinding it out. Grinding with, through with it. With videos, the Eric Thomas videos, you just wake up listening to that video. That like, shit is so counterproductive. Because oh when you bro. think about then when your body start tearing down, niggas never want to acknowledge that overworking is the is is. is I'm a, like, bro, all the surgeries I had in college, I'm like, bro, it's just because niggas was overworking, nigga. One. Bro, it'll be so many times I'd be out there on the field, bro, and just like, why the fuck do my knees hurt? And niggas, bro, you just not warm yet. Like, nah, nigga. It's because we just had practice <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And you feel me? It wasn't supposed to be in pads, but niggas put pads on or some shit. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a walkthrough, and it ended up being a two-hour fucking walkthrough. That's important, though, bro. I think I think it's important that you acknowledge the fact that you're listening to your body and then that you also condition yourself to do that more because you got, you know, you've been playing sports since you was or how Five, probably six. Oh, uh, yeah. You, niggas got like 20 years of <laughs> of unlearning and, and, cra- and crafting new practices to and do. And niggas are playing at hella like high levels too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm happy for you because I know what that's like to get exactly what you need from the workout. How many times have you been like, I'm about to go work out and then you get there and you damn near in a worse position than what you started in mentally yeah. and physically. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like I, what was the point of me doing like, Cause the point of going into it was like to at work this point out I thought it better. was but at, at this like, point I thought it was yeah, like that bro. was that's when that's what nigga said the goal was. This might have been my first experience, bro. I feel like really just mine's was last week. That's, <laughs> that's wild, bro. That's wild. But th- I'm not not to say last week was the first time I felt good after a workout and that it served this yeah, purpose. I definitely felt but good, it's hella rare that like to go into something and then to actually make that choice to be like, nah, I'm actually just about to slow down, bro. I was gonna do this whole workout and I'm like, nah, I'm about to just stretch. And then, like, sitting with that after and doing yoga and shit. I'm like, and I'm like, damn, I feel hella good right now. I'm sitting on the couch just listening to music. I'm like, damn, bro, I feel hella good. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I didn't need to do all, everything That's I what planned, I'm saying. I, f- I feel that yeah. through workouts, but I don't feel it. I don't, I don't feel it consistently. There are moments when, like, the, the workout meets my exact needs, and I did end up going hard because that's what I needed at the time. Yeah. But there are a bunch of times where I've gone way too hard when that's not ex- what I even stepped into the workout to do. Facts. But that's just what niggas have been doing for so long. Yeah. So who's your black joy, bro? Um, I had that that piece that I wrote for the No Name Book Club newsletter that went out. Yeah. Um, the necessity of mutual aid. That I think, you know, that's coming out via her via the Patreon for No Name Book Club. Um, and she 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 mailed me she mailed me a copy, um, and it. You know, like print journalism, I don't know how it's been like three, four years since I actually, you know, kind of got my foot into journalism. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like now as far as print. But, you know, like I used to write for East Bay Express. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever seen my Yo, your words in, in the newspaper. It. I think I actually wrote a story on Raj. Like that was the first time my, my or no, the first time I did the first time I was in print for East Bay Express was for Dust. And then after that, it was Farage. So yeah. I think the last I time I did it, too, yeah, the last time I did it was Farage. I think and that was hell long ago. Um, so it had been so long since I saw my name in print. And anyone that's ever did print journalism, you, it's just some, I don't know. Like there's it's such a, a gratifying feeling, bro. Like just to see your words on some fucking paper just feels so good. So she sent me a copy, and you know you you edited my shit. So and that was probably the first time you edited some of my work, you know what I'm saying? So now that I'm thinking back at it, it was just like a whole thing of why it brought me so much joy. Um so yeah, y'all could check that out via the Patreon on No Name Book Club and then I think it's going to be online in a little while. Yeah. And then I was juice for you. 
Yeah. That shit was saucy. I saw it on your story. I was like, okay. Yeah. My nigga, come I'm, with I'm this a, shit. I'm going to post it me? for sure. I haven't yeah. had a chance yet, but I'm going to post it just because I felt like I came with it. I ain't going to lie. Yeah. That shit, <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hard. Nigga. I feel like I came with it. I remember reading. I'm like, okay, you feel me? It's like sometimes you reach and it just it bring emotion out of you. Yeah. You just, that's you when, you, that's when, that's. You just get pumped. Oh, all right, yeah. That's yeah. how I felt when that's I was what I think looking good, at it. Good, good, good writing is. Yeah. Um, Especially because you write in a way that's just. Like you always been from when I was reading your older work, you feel me in the East Bay Express. I'm like, bro, this nigga could just write, <laughs> you know. And then it's not an easy process. It's not, bro. It's not like as a nigga who write too. I know the process it takes. You feel me? And also the process to like you just a straight shooter with your shit, with your yeah. words, bro. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's pushing back against this like white supremacist society. You feel me? It's like nigga, you gonna say what it is so everybody can understand what you're saying. And this you this the mean? first time this, you know, yeah, hyper intellectual state where niggas just want to talk about and study blackness to its fucking. You feel me? It's like, bro, just, and I feel like this was one of the first times I really had I got a chance to like. In a sense, decolonize the way that I write because I feel like for so long, when I felt like you had to have this dense ass work, and not to say that that shit is not good, it's not valid, but it's not always, it's not the way that I function. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just not how I am. Yeah. I think a lot of the folks that write dense, that are good at it, I think that's how it just comes natural, and that's how they they process their thoughts, and that's how they get it out. But for me, I'm like you said, being a straight shooter, right? So this is the first time I tried to just say exactly what I mean, and I look for other ways to say it, and that shit just this was the the fastest I ever wrote something because I wasn't trying to figure out the most quote unquote intellectual way to say it or the yeah. way to say it in a way that's going to resonate with folks who don't know, don't know exactly what I'm saying. Um, and the column is called for the homies by the homie. So like, that was like my intention to just say exactly what I mean in a way like the people that I consider my community can understand Thanks. it. So yeah. And then we talked about it earlier. I had two black joy moments. This is what happened when you prepared nigga. <laughs> this is this is this is what happened. You get this is what happens when I come prepared. But I think I got shit on deck. My second Black Joy moment, I don't. This just came to my mind when I was thinking about Black Joy. Was I I discovered Keith Sweat's greatest hits, and I haven't even got past song three, y'all. <laughs> like this is I got. I was, telling, been running them I was back. telling you before the podcast, right? Like I've always known about Keith Sweat. Period. Point blank. I've known about this nigga. I've always respected him as someone that's contributed to R and B. And maybe even debatable, debatable pop music, um, yeah. but I got down this wormhole a few days ago around like music and shit. And for some reason, I stumbled on Keep Sweat, and that just made me like look up his catalog. And you know, when you're dealing with legends, anytime you type their name in on on you know whatever streaming platform you're using, their greatest hits gonna pop up. Yeah. Um, but you realize how big the fucking platform is, like, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of your favorite songs might not even be in the fucking top. So it's like I know Keith Sweat got cuts. Like yeah. I know his greatest hits is probably like it's probably gonna people. They're gonna be people who are like real diehard fans of Keith Sweat. Like nigga, why this not on there? You know what I'm saying? Facts. But I got into these Keith Sweat greatest hits, and I have not been not been able to make it past song like three or four just because this shit is so good, bro. Like don't stop your love. It's fucking amazing. Like it takes over your body. Yeah. If you clap that shit on loudspeakers, bro, you're going to dance. Period point blank. You just gonna start moving, it, bro. You know you how you in the house, you just start bro. Cleaning you talk about you feeling just good moving, and just you feeling just that like, energy and shit. Yeah. That's how I felt yesterday when I was listening to "Don't Stop Your Love" at fucking eight o'clock in the morning. And oh it should be God. nuts, bro. It should really be nuts because you just it just take over you sometimes. Shout out Keith <laughs> Sweat, bro. Like I don't, I'm just getting emotional thinking about this nigga, bro. Shout out Keith Sweat, that nigga's amazing. But yeah, that's my my black joy for y'all. 
So y'all should drop your black joy in the comments. You feel me in the live chat? You know, drop some of your your black joy. Tap in with that for sure. It's important to maintain joy. You feel me? Especially in a new situation that we is in. You feel me? A new uh, way of life, a new day, day to day. You feel me? It's important to find that joy, whatever that look, whatever that look like for you. You know. So. What? Are we Episode seventy two. <laughs> we go. Hella black. <laughs> Patreon.com yes. slash Pod. Tap in for exclusive content, you feel me? Extended content. Tap in with our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend, bro. I tell your tell partner, him, nigga. Tell, tell your cousin. We got we got heat, bro. And if you white, pay the fuck up, nigga. If you non-black, pay up for this shit, for real. Nigga's if putting a lot of labor, bro. If you up, can afford, yeah. Feel me? We need to have a conversation around labor because I feel like niggas don't be understanding exactly how much work goes into this. My yeah. nigga B had to set up a whole system to get like putting this together is labor. Figuring out how to live stream to y'all and downloading the software is yeah. labor. And if you take political education very serious and you value political education, you know that we putting in a lot of labor to take in this information and read and do the research that we need to do to come back and be able to give it to y'all in a way yeah. that where y'all could just take it and run with it. Niggas should be that's time out of our That's day. Time, bro. Period, plain blank. And when you're working a nine to five, you're trying to fit it in. Multiple <laughs> jobs, man. You're trying to fit we'll say it all in. the time. Multiple so even jobs. just setting all this shit up, it should at least an hour beforehand, before the podcast even start. You know, so Patreon.com, Hell Black Pie, support us. You feel me? It's like we putting out three episodes a month, damn near. You feel me? Yeah, three episodes a month. So it's like you paying five dollars for three episodes, and you getting extended content. That's a deal. You feel me? We was talking about OnlyFans. Like, nigga, we getting deals for five ninety nine. You feel me? It's yeah, like this shit works. Is the hookup. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, bro. So, shit. That shit the plug. We're trying to, you know, <laughs> give y'all some jug too on the Patreon shit. Fuck this. <laughs> so Apple Podcasts, make sure y'all subscribe. Tap into our YouTube, you feel me? I don't know. I think once we get to a thousand subscribers, we might have a, a surprise for y'all. You feel me? We might have some some more video content. So go to our YouTube. Hell black YouTube, search that shit, fuck with us, Apple Podcasts, five star review, nigga. Tap with us. Tap in with us, you feel me? SoundCloud. We wherever podcasts are. So however you get your content. Wherever you get your audio dope, nigga. Find get us. that shit. <laughs> Period. Are we gonna talk about what happened last week, the elephant in the room? <laughs> you know. I just We fit an elephant in this little studio and it. It reminded me of the song Amelie. Amelie, Amelie. I, I wanted you to edit it. And you know what I like? I just call it, bro. It's just what goes around, comes around. I laughed at you <laughs> for you, whatever you diagnosed yourself with. You know, you said there's a name for it. I don't know. I wasn't even. I, and it's wild how she happened because that wasn't my intention, but we talk about intention versus impact. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I laughed at you for saying you see numbers backwards sometimes. And then discalc dis discalculus <laughs> discalculus. That's why I didn't try to say the word because <laughs> <laughs> discalculus, which is a very real thing. Uh, and so what happened was, I laughed at you for that. That was that the same episode, or was that the week later? That was the next. That it was, was the week later. Week, yeah. I laughed at Blake for saying that he has trouble seeing words. In the order that they should be in And I wasn't laughing numbers. I wasn't laughing at you saying you have trouble seeing numbers I was laughing at you Like you was like what's that shit called again And in my mind I didn't know what you was trying to say I thought you was saying dyslexia I'm like nigga you know what the fuck dyslexia is um, So 
I think my karma for that was not being able to pronounce femininity. <laughs> so, so how many times before the show Dog, did you say femininity? Well, we need to provide even more background. Nigga, I took a fucking edible before I got here, which I didn't you, tell you before that. Nah, I was like, why does nigga, this nigga keep moving back and forth? <laughs> like, looking like he's stressed For out. For one, it's kind of hard out. not to move in these yeah. chairs. Like, when it's not, like, if it was a stationary chair and the yeah. fucking seat didn't swing back and forth, I think it's just natural to... For you to do that But <laughs> The weed Definitely played a, And I do not smoke weed At all I don't do anything With weed That's anymore. why I was surprised I'm like You took an edible Cause I remember like The week before you said That you took another one And I was like What? You said something about a gummy Or was that the same day? That was that was, that was what I was talking about That's oh, what okay. I was referring to But I don't do shit with weed But I've From my understanding Right like CBD Is something that's really popular now And CBD has either None or a low THC What is it? C- CBD Like it can it's be paired with THC of- So CBD, CBD and THC are the two active ingredients. In CBD, marijuana. Yeah, yes. it exists within it. But THC can, is what gets you high. CBD is like non-psychoactive, so it don't get you high. So you can have... So basically what people are doing is they're, they're creating strains or edibles yeah. that either have both or one or the other. Facts. Right? Okay. So in my mind, what I was taking was CBD because the reason why I don't like marijuana is because of the psychoactive effect, right? I, it makes me hella anxious and paranoid, which is why I don't smoke weed. Um, but from my understanding, what I was taking from what I was told was like, this is such a low dose of THC. You won't feel the psychoactive shit. It's only going to affect your body. And that was the, but a stoner told you that that was the furthest thing from the fucking truth, dog. If a stoner said, Hey, this one going to get you high. I had it yesterday. So not only was (laughs) I paranoid and anxious, but then the physical shit did start kicking in and I just had no control over my tongue, which is why I had such a hard time pronouncing that word. But y'all should go listen to it because when we listen to it afterwards, I'm like, my nigga, that, we wasn't both in here crying, like crying <laughs> laughing from this shit. Like that, sh- that shit was hilarious. And I'm for me, I always wonder, do people, well, maybe it wasn't as funny to others as it was to us. I thought it was hilarious. But, yeah, you know, I'm just like figuring out why no one has hit me about that because I'm like, if if I was watching someone else's or listen, listening to someone else's podcast and they did that, I would have like screen recorded it. Like, nigga, what the fuck? This what is, is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and like sent it to him. But y'all should check that out. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a hard word to say. I'm, I'm kind of shying away from it after it. Femininity. <laughs> there you go. You got to have a strong You say that shit five times in a row, bro. Oh. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do. That's a tongue twister. It's like Peter the, Piper picked to pick up. That shit was... <laughs> it was hard, bro. Uh, but yeah, y'all tap into episode 71 to not only laugh at me, but to learn a lot from Raven, black sex worker who dropped a whole bunch of fucking gems. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, you know, a really... Not only a funny episode, but a really good episode, a really informative, a really informative episode. Y'all yeah. should y'all should tap into that. Talked about anti-fatness and horophobia, which is the the hatred of sex workers. So tapping with that shit, lace yourself with game, nigga. Pay for porn, nigga. If you can consume it, pay for labor, nigga. Just period. Support sex workers, nigga. You know, so. Episode, episode. See, almost <laughs> got niggas nervous. Got niggas nervous about <laughs> episode seventy-two, nigga. We got a good episode in store, nigga. It's thirty minutes in, and we haven't even really dived into the content yet. Yeah, I mean, I hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was content, but like the content when it was planned, type shit. You feel me? What? So, 
a, a part of today's conversation, which I feel is, you know, I think kind of, I guess like continuing the conversation from last week, but also a conversation that we've been having, I think not just as of late, but in general is politics Politics at, over Punani. Not politics. Consciousness <laughs> over Pardon me? Coochie. <laughs> but like politics as a day-to-day practice. Yeah. And I think it's come up with our, it's come up as a result of nigga, the work we doing with PBO and the conversations that we having on Hella Black. Um, Cause I just feel like the practice. Of course all this fucking Twitter shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, as, as like those two things when I think about, yeah, you're hundred percent right. So I think, What's missing so much from politics, which isn't which isn't new, um, is the practice. Like folks can reiterate so many theories and talk about things and not even try to live them out on a day to day basis. And that's what's been happening. Like, and I've been thinking about it with the COVID shit, right? Like, I feel like this is just a a perfect example for folks to live some of the politics that they preach and they just haven't been doing it. You know. Um, if you talk about like socialism and you haven't implemented any socialist practices in a pandemic, like nigga, what are you like what like <laughs> niggas think they can bring their fucking keyboard, nigga, to a revolution. These motherfuckers revolution gonna go down, nigga, they're gonna bring their laptop. You can't talk <laughs> yourself into reality. They fucking keyboard, <laughs> nigga. These fucking keyboard warriors, bruh. Talking with our armchair revolutionaries, bro. It's like nigga, nigga, hide behind your fucking ivy, nigga. Niggas talk about the talk, nigga, but don't want to walk the walk of these politics, bro. Because if you really in the field with the shit, nigga, you gon' you have to walk the walk, bro. It's just period. Like you can't just talk about it, nigga. You feel me? And you have to really live it because you're constantly having to adjust to the circumstances that you was in. You feel me? That's how you could just separate niggas. To be honest, bro. Because niggas be talking about it. Niggas be tweeting, you know, the greatest theory and you need to read this before you actually organize. I'm like, bro, nigga, a lot of niggas been organizing before they even had the words to describe what they was doing, nigga. Some of the best organizers I know have never even referred to themselves as organizers, nigga. Niggas was just making shit happen, nigga. Niggas was getting shit together, period. But a lot of niggas, bro, it's just talking the talk. The theory is cute and the theory is getting you paid type shit. But actually, you feel me, being in... And organizing, you feel me? That shit is not easy, bro. Like, the day-to-day shit, you feel me? And even, like, living the politics you're talking about, bro, that shit isn't hard. Or isn't easy, bro. You feel me? That shit's hard. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's hard in, I think it's hard in, like, the toll that it takes on you both mentally and physically. I think it's hard and you know, having to put your own comfort to the side. I think it's hard in having to acknowledge the, the, um the risk that you take in, but I'm thinking of folks who, um, I'm thinking of like people who, who push, and this is a result of the conversation that I had with the nod, right? They were like, oh, so with y'all at PBO, um, have y'all thought about how y'all putting yourselves at risk while doing this? I'm like, nigga, if niggas talking about bearing arms, it won't even, <laughs> like if we talk about bearing arms, like, Come on, my nigga, you gotta be. That means you willing to take a risk and put your own safety at the at the back burner of things, right? So I'm thinking about people who really not even stepping up during this pandemic and not going out into the community as a re, as a result of like trying to protect themselves. When we know there's there's safe there's there's processes in place. You can wear a mask. You can wear gloves. 
Well, all it really took it and exposed the real. You know what I mean? Like it exposed the shit that if all right, niggas want to talk the talk, but the second shit gets sick, and you feel me, like shit really gets sick, and you ain't fucking with the shit no more. You ain't fucking with the politic no more, and you just go into a state of individualism, nigga. That's that's that capitalist indoctrination, nigga. That's that colonial indoctrination, because that's what you're doing. You feel me? If like you talking all these politics, then like a fucking crisis happens, and that's when you fucking fold, nigga. That just shows you where your politics really was. Your politics was really about yourself. Or your politics <laughs> was about talking something to, to get access to what comes with, with preaching the politics, especially when we know during a time where radical leftist revolutionary uh, ideologies are put on a pedestal, but not really the practices, right? Like no, yeah. like, no one really can. You can get away with a lot right now by just talking about something. You can get away with it. All you got to do is start a fucking Twitter thread, nigga. And this is what, what I'm trying to get niggas to understand, bro. This is a, we are effort habit species, bro. We we are what we constantly fucking do, and if yo, and if you're not constantly showing up for the community, how can I expect you to show up when shit really get rough, when our backs is up against the walls, and we really got threats coming, and we face, and not to say that we don't on a on a day to day basis right now, right? But like, how if you can't, I mean, you say it all the time, bro. You talk about the bare minimum, minimum. <laughs> you feel me? If you can't do the bare necessities for shit, how am I gonna expect you to do the shit? When real shit really pop off, you have no practice. Like for one, you not only have you not shown me that you can. Like I don't know if you actually can do it, but you yeah. also don't have the practice of it. Like I've like you haven't even built that muscle of self sacrifice. You haven't built that muscle of going against of putting your own priorities, your own self to the back burner for the greater good. You haven't created yeah. that muscle of going against what you what you're afraid of. And it reminds me of like what Huey Newton was saying with you know revolutionary suicide, bro. It's like giving up yourself for the people, not in a sense of like. Being a fucking martyr, essentially, like, oh, all right, I'm just gonna do some wild shit. But it's like you give up yourself, you feel me? You give up, you know, all your self desires. You know what I mean? And of course, you still always gonna have some self desire type shit, right? But like, you give up yourself, nigga, and you put your your people first. You feel me? You put your politic first. I feel like niggas have been using martyrdom as an excuse to not make the sacrifice. That's yeah. what I feel like. Like I feel like. People always be like, "Oh, you you can't be a martyr." They they use are the folks that came before us, or our elders who said, like like Huey, "Don't be a martyr." Type shit. That revolutionary suicide is niggas not a be good using thing. It as but an niggas excuse. use that as as an excuse to go completely to the opposite side with yeah. no with no sacrifice. Like my nigga, this shit is going. They're going to have to be some days where you you put your own feelings, the what's best for you, to the back burner. That's so just what comes with your, the work. I'm sorry. You don't put your life on the line. Period. <laughs> I mean, that's that's. I mean, to. You know, that's why I fuck with the the idea behind it and the concept of it is like it's revolutionary suicide is to accept you are a doomed man. If you is going or a doomed person, right? If you going against this system, you feel me? If you're trying to overthrow the system, you have to accept certain things that might happen to you in your life. And you have to move a certain way because you know that violence is gonna follow you. Black you if you black, you feel me, violence is already gonna follow you. Regardless type shit And not always just like Physical violence right yeah. <laughs> Like Violence can show up In different and ways Economic violence yeah. Economic violence You know So I'm not saying like Niggas gotta go out there And start bearing arms That's not what I'm saying at all What I'm saying is that It's going to sec- take sacrifice To move this work forward Like that's That's what history has shown us Period point blank We haven't gotten to where we are As a people From not sacrificing Period. You gotta sacrifice Your own comfort And you have to create That habit of sacrificing Your own comfort right now Like you, you have to bro like we're not, you're not going to go from none to all out. That's just not going to happen. And you, we talked about being able to make the jump from PBO. The reason why we were able to go from 
doing shit once or twice a month to three times a week is because we had already had the structures in place. Like through practice, yeah. you built the systems and structures in place. You figure out what you need to actually consistently do the work. You know what I'm saying? If you're not making these these jumps right now, when we do get to where we need to be, if we do make things happen, if we do get a socialist communism communist state, you've already had the practice. You've already lived it out through and through. And that's the show we was talking about with Raven. It's like, how can we talk about revolution but not really start the process of re-educating ourselves it's hella layered because right? it's like nigga the revolution <laughs> happened fucking tomorrow when you still have all these oppressive ideas you feel me you still indoctrinated in this fucking oh, capitalist bro. system <laughs> <laughs> you still indoctrinated in this capitalist system oh, you feel me cat. it's like bro you finna you feel me you still gonna have those fucked up ideas bro so a revolution <laughs> is a revolution of the mind too you feel me yeah bro and the rest gonna follow nigga and I, I think I, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you bro i'm thinking about this shit i'm like all right nigga what what do what do my day to day interactions look like when you talk about creating a society that we want to live in? How am I practicing this right now? How am I engaging with fat people on a day to day basis? Yeah. What relationship are you engaging do I have with, with sex workers, nigga? You feel me? Right. How are you, how am I engaging with the poor? How am I engaging with queer folks? How am I engaging with trans folks? Because if we create that society that we that we claim we want, and we haven't we haven't even not only built the relationships but also took in what they need from them from their voices. Consider what they need from directly from their mouths and implement it into that revolution. It's not really a revolution, or so one side of revolution, or a revolution that that centers certain demographics. Yeah, and it's about it, it's about sacrifice, you know. And I, I think this this quote by Huey is just it speaks it speaks to it in a lot of ways. He says, "By having no family, I inherited the family of humanity. By having no possessions, I have possessed all. By rejecting the love of one, I received the love of all. By surrendering my life to the revolution, I found." Internal life, revolutionary suicide, and that just really speaks to it, in my opinion. Like, you got to give up shit. <laughs> you have to make certain sacrifices if you really live in this politic, nigga. If you live in this this socialist politic, nigga. Like niggas be so quick to fucking quote Fred Hampton. Niggas be so quick to quote Che, nigga. Quote Fidel, nigga. Quote Wasada, nigga. But do you know the fucking price they paid for having a revolutionary politic? Something that came <laughs> up when I was having this talk with a friend was that a lot of folks aren't doing the day-to-day stuff because they don't know where to start. And that could be an excuse, but let's just say that, like, I think it's, it's both valid, and I think some people often use it as an excuse. I think those two things can be true, but let's let's go with the valid part. Like, I think what folks do a what folks do a bad job of sometimes when they're trying to call folks in or hold folks accountable accountable or challenge people is they don't give them any um like starting blocks, any any clear cut things to do to get started. So I'm just gonna always say like we try to say all the time is just like start small. That's all you have to do, whether that's just bro start continue to read and then take what you read and put it into practice. Like you can't just be reading and not practicing with because you can't you can't do that. It's not how yeah. it works. Also, just again, start looking at how you engaging with folks on a day to day basis. How many fat folks are you surrounding yourself by? Uh, surrounding yourself with how many queer folks are you surrounding yourself with? How are you engaging with the poor? How are you engaging with women? How are you engaging with trans folks? Right, like how are you engaging with black people who live in your own apartment complex? Start look, start actually like creating the like start fucking living. Start being the person that you that you would like to see in society. It's like. And it's going to be tough. It's going to require you to get out your comfort zone, period, point blank. It's going to might require you to make some sacrifice. But, like, you have to start somewhere. 
because it's not just going you're not going to just wake up and poof that's not yeah. how nothing in your life has come to you it's a, it's a process right like angela davis always said revolution is a process you feel me everything we doing got to be towards building that process of revolution whether it's within your own personal life nigga or it's the organizing work you feel me because it's like Niggas don't want to be accountable to shit, nigga. How are you going to talk about a revolution if you can't be accountable to, to your community? How are you going to talk about a revolution if you're not willing to go the extra mile? Like, if you're not willing to do the work that needs to be done. Yeah. There is so much work that needs to be done. And I feel like, I know we was having this conversation with Ty. And, you know, we talked about, like, dense work and people kind of taking what they want from, from, you know, what folks are saying and making it their own. It's just like, Bruh, no. It's not how shit works. <laughs> like, you have to fully embody it. And you can't just. A part yeah. of the embodying is the action that follows it. You have to. It's going to take real work. You can't just read this shit and preach it and think that it's just going to magically appear. Like, there is so much day to day work that, that has to go in. It's that it. small shit. Honestly, it's like all politics begin local, nigga. All movements begin local. Niggas want to hop on this national shit when they don't even have community in their own fucking neighborhood. You feel me? Like, how do you talk about a politic nationally if you don't fucking, if you can't organize your own fucking neighborhood, nigga? If you can't serve people, you feel me? Help people, you feel me, get their material needs met in their own neighborhood. <laughs> theory without the day-to-day practice is just theory. Period, plain blank. And that's not going to get you so far. But it's going to get a lot of niggas exactly where yeah. they want to be. As seen as thought leaders, you feel me, access to certain niggas spaces. Niggas want to be thought leaders, but niggas don't be about action, nigga. That's why I don't, I don't care what you say. You can say it eloquently, nigga. You can write a great article, nigga. But... If you ain't doing that that work that you talking about in your fucking paper, nigga, I don't care, nigga. Period. That's I don't care. It's because it's all about relevant. action. Be about that action, boss. For real. You like. are what you do. <laughs> and you are what you do consistently. Not just one off. You yeah, are what you do okay. consistently. Yeah. And it's, you know, we've made guides and shit, nigga. So if you want to feed people and don't just feed people just to feed people, but like feed people with a politic behind that shit too. I think that's something that we see. Often it's like niggas are all right, yeah, I just did this. And that's you know, that's feeding people. It's like nah, that's that's charity. And of course those niggas need the resources. So I'm like, I'm happy people are getting that resources, but if like if you really talking about revolution, bro, you gotta have a politic behind the shit you was doing. You feel me? You can't be feeding people just be like, Okay, that's all I'm doing. But you have to understand why you was feeding people. You know what I mean? And what is that mission behind it? You feel me? It ain't just about feeding people, it's about building that process of revolution, you feel me? Building alternative Realities, you know what I'm saying, compared to this fucking government. Are we supposed to rely on this government that ain't giving you that giving you a fucking weak ass twelve hundred dollars, nigga? When they gave banks, nigga, trillion dollars. California, nigga, Newsom want to talk about all these politics, politics this, and he's seen as this good guy in this pandemic because California hasn't been hit super hard. But he about to send niggas back to work. All cause niggas can't give a UBI, nigga. California has a what the sixth biggest economy in the world, <laughs> just as a state, nigga. And niggas can't get UBI, so he gonna put niggas back to work, like bruh. So it's <laughs> we is anti-government niggas, and the work has to be anti-government. This shit can't just be charity, you know what I'm saying? And it's like the shit we is saying right now, it ain't new. Like the ideas that we have, I mean PBO, People's Breakfast Oakland, we named it after the party, nigga, because we was inspired by the party and the work that they did and the people's programs they created for the people to serve the material need of the community. You know what I mean? So it's like the answers is there if you read. You feel me? Even if you watch the videos, you can understand, like, the tradition we follow. Nigga, we follow a black radical tradition, nigga. We follow a black socialist tradition that's existed before we was even born. Shit ain't new. So it's like the answers is out there. 
I think it's like, bro, <laughs> and we providing guides, bro. So it's like at this point, it's like you either you know you you taking your own version and you trying to do your own you know charity, or you trying to you feel me do the work that's associated with it. I, I think it's like two. I think it's two parts that stem from one thing, right? Like there are people who just like to read and talk about stuff, and they're not willing to do. They're not willing to, to do that to go that that next step with action yeah. and that has created the bar that has made the by default has has lowered the bar like all you have to do is talk about something and I think like sometimes you know people think like th- that there are some folks who intentionally believe that who are who intentionally just talk about the work like that's all they want to do they want to talk like that's their intention they they know that they need to take that next step but all they want to do is be they just want to talk and then there are the folks that like see that that's the bar and. They probably would take that next step, but just since that's the since that's what they see is like, oh, this person gets revered and gets respect by just talking. Maybe that's all that I have to do, or they start to think that that's what that's actually effective. And yeah. so what I'm doing is like, and I I wish I can name some names and some people I don't respect. That all they do is talk. It's a safe space. Do you bro. Have any, I know I'm trying to figure out who like who would I say? All they do is talk. I don't really follow enough. Fortunately for me, because I've, I've had this conversation with like with Kings um, around like being in a fucking echo chamber. For me, I've crafted a sp- both online and in real life communities of people who actually do work and don't just talk. Um, but I always see people. Yeah. So I don't really have anyone that I would be like, nigga, all you do is talk. Um, I know niggas don't like Sean King. He talk, but he do a lot of like he acts just like a lot of, a lot of fuck acts, I guess. Um, no, you're trying to fucking raise money and do fucking <laughs> but, funerals. But, but I, the point of what I'm saying nigga. is like, bro, as a res- King, nigga, you ain't welcome out here, nigga. <laughs> as a result, as a result of the bar being lowered, some folks are actually falling victim to that. That would take the next step. So that's my thing is like calling motherfuckers out and also challenging you to be like, yo, I just want you to know that this is not enough. Like just talking about the theory is 1,000 percent not enough. You have to take the next step with the actions. Period. Yeah, I mean that's a part of like indoctrination into this like colonial system it's it's it often happens at college spaces in my opinion it's like they teach you just about theory 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 but it's never about the practice nigga you feel me it's never about like okay yeah i learned all this theory but what am i gonna do with it nigga ain't no point in theory if you ain't gonna fucking walk the walk of it you feel me if you ain't gonna use it to you feel me understand you know the material conditions of people what good is reading you fucking you know crenshaw or collins nigga you feel me or Nkrumah, you feel me and not take the work that they saying you feel me and put it into practice like because i read about systems of oppression and because of i read about intersectionality i'm ba- i'm able to understand the conditions of our people when i walk outside in oakland <laughs> you know what i mean when we go serve our people it's like and to be honest that experience of serving people like i'd be hip to it i might not have the words for it but i'm like okay i know i'm seeing deaf folks you feel me i know i'm seeing people who is blind I know I'm seeing trans folks. I know I'm seeing elders. I know I'm seeing youth. You know what I mean? Like, and you see how the, the different identities you serve in is being oppressed under the system. You know, so theory is important, of course. But, you know, the community is a classroom, nigga. <laughs> you feel me? Waste up your cleats, nigga, and get to work. You can learn a lot in the community. Yeah, this and the theory has helped me a lot, of course. Like Huey, reading Huey, Asada, just rereading George Jackson, you feel me? Like that has helped me, you feel me? Not just fucking, you know, push it out of my pocket. <laughs> yeah, for you me, know? yeah. This, this conversation is, 
for me, it's stemming from a place of like me trying to hold myself to to, to a higher standard in general. Because I've had to take a step back and look at myself. Like, nigga, you not nowhere near as close in practice to the politics that you preach as you've not even just positioned myself to be. But I think that I've fallen victim to that myself, which is like why I've been able to not recognize the ways in which I'm falling short or the harm that I'm causing, right? Like, so, like, that's why I'm just like, all right, nigga, I need to take a step back. Like, yeah. no matter how much I, like, when I think about in terms of, like, solidarity and allyship, it don't matter how much work I we read by women. It don't matter how much work I read by trans folks. It don't matter how much work I read by by fat folks, by the disabled, if that's not changing the way that I treat them in the ways that I, that I move through the world on a day-to-day basis. Like, period, point blank. So that's what I'm starting to realize, like, okay, Nigga, I'm falling short of like it don't like I can reiterate anything. I could talk about anti fatness. I could talk about horophobia. We can create well, the spaces on the podcast. Like, nigga, what are what am I doing on a day to day basis to combat those things? Like, people get so caught up in oh, I'm I'm learning and unlearning. Nigga, the part the about effective learning part of learning and unlearning is the actions that follow. Actions, nigga. Period. Point blank. <laughs> Period. Point blank, Facts. my nigga. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get niggas to realize. Like, it don't matter how. And I'm living like, proof. It don't matter how much you talk about yeah. some shit. It don't matter how much you read something. No matter what kind of create spaces you create, if the action. actions don't follow, and I'm I think living proof of it. You know, that's one thing I learned from you know the show we did with uh, with E and discourse. Like, I'm like, we say we support Black trans folks, right? And we speak about being in solidarity, but like, nigga, we got to get money, nigga. We got to support niggas' material. We, we probably had like four trans guests on this show. That's yeah. nothing for somebody that wants to amplify voices. We know more than four trans people. Facts. <laughs> like, nigga, we've had what? Three fat people on the show? Two or three fat people on the show? We know way more than three fat people. We've had how many black women on the show? We know way more than how many, however many black women we've had on the show, right? So it's just like, nigga, calling yourself to task. Like, yeah, it ain't even about having I'm going to check myself yeah. first before I check other niggas. Facts. Like, that's how this conversation even started is yeah. me checking myself first. Yeah, because it's like, how we going to, like... We've had all these guests, but it's also like, nigga, okay, we need to support causes too. And even the guests you ain't enough. Me? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, like we have guests. Cool. That's cool. That could all, that's all we did, nigga. If, if only you had a guest, that's, that ain't doing enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we're talking about a material revolution and material support, nigga, how we showing up for black trans folks? You know what I mean? So I'm grateful for niggas like E who can call us in. Like, hey, bro, y'all niggas, y- y'all support us. Like, you know, yeah. help us out. You feel me? Shit like that. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for all those folks who had grace with us. You know, but even like the word revolutionary, I'm like, damn, bro. I'm like, I'm over here reading George Jackson. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, stop using that. Like, it's just, bro. Niggas have to stop. How do you even, like, that's what makes me so mad about niggas like fucking political revolution by Bernie Sanders and these fucking DSA type niggas, bro. It's like, there we go. BSA type niggas, bro. You feel me? It's like, them niggas be saying revolution, nigga. You feel me? And you you have his fucking Negro lackeys working with him. You feel me? (laughs) And them niggas is fucking the face of the Bernard Sanders movement. And these motherfuckers talking about revolution, bro. But it's like, nigga, you talking about revolution through the fucking polls? Ain't no revolution ever came through a poll. I know one type of poll that it came through, and it ain't the one you going to to pull up on a ballot, nigga. <laughs> Period. You feel me? Yeah, so it's like... Shit on video. <laughs> but... Like, bro, how can you bro, say revolution and it's like, you know what really... and making it mean what they wanted to make it it's mean. It's co-optation, bro. At its finest. At its fucking taking finest, bro. Taking, taking something and completely rewriting exactly what it means and what it stands for. In and the history, when you do that, you erase the history behind it, my nigga. And what did Bernie do, nigga? <laughs> he, just, he just got his quote-unquote progressive movement and put him right into the democratic machine, nigga. And niggas talk about fucking dictatorships, nigga. You living in a dictatorship, nigga. America, nigga. Corporations be choosing everything, nigga. Korea and focus on y'all Shit, nigga. I fuck, with, I fuck with dictatorships. The type of dictatorship is North Korea, nigga. A proletariat <laughs> dictatorship, nigga. A workers dictatorship, nigga. Fuck that American dictatorship. You niggas ain't voting, nigga. Even in New York, nigga, they stopping the shit. 
uh, once we started saying names, that 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 juice, that juice started hitting me. Oh yeah, it's a lag, just naturally, but yeah, man, this is a this is a chance for. I know we took the long way around it. We went from like, you know, we took hella different angles, but to get back to the point of theory versus practice, theory is cool and all, and it's very very important. But where the substantial change comes is when the actions follow the theory. Because sometimes that theory might not work. <laughs> so, how bro, you gonna know if you don't, you put, it know if you don't put in the practice, nigga? The fuck? Theorize, 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 but nigga, if you don't put in the practice, that theory might not match the fucking conditions of your people at this time. Period. So, theory with actions, and it's part of us too. It's like, nigga, we say we're doing this shit, so it's like, what does that mean? You feel me? To support trans folks, support black folks, black fat folks, you feel me? Black sex workers, nigga, what does that actually mean? You know, and it's listening, bro. And it's listening, but also, you feel me? Material, material needs. We need a material revolution. So how do we use the privilege and power that we have to support that shit? Because niggas, niggas love to say they don't have no fucking privilege. Like, niggas got privilege, bro. Period. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, this is a whole different topic. Y'all got what y'all got from that. Theory. I hope so. These Locked niggas spitting, with the theory. With that. These niggas spitting me. Matt, I appreciate you, Matt. <laughs> um, something I wanted to ask you is, as a result of Deshaun's tweet from like a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, they said that they wonder how many people actually read their work. And I've been wondering, and like the conversation's like, okay, I know people read my work, but how many people like actually, again, three verse practice, right? Like read it, embody it, and use that as a guiding light to change yeah, the way that they act. Because right? like niggas can. Take some of this shit. They might have like, okay, yeah, I fucked with twenty minutes of hell black. I'm finna take part of that nigga. Like if you a man, I fuck with the parts around like yeah, being nigga. strong and up bearing arms and da da da. I'm talking about that nigga. Not the uh, not the the it's, fucking solidarity. Yeah, it's like how niggas loved shit. Huey and didn't read about you know Huey you know talking about fucking homophobia nigga. Talking Huey about is loved patriarchy. by homophobic men around the world. And like, like you haven't <laughs> read Huey nigga. You haven't read Huey nigga because Huey was calling that shit out. So, my, I'm noticing it. Like we got like a lot of a lot of men. Some some of them my own people. Uh, a a lot of a lot of people that I guess it's mostly a call out to men. But we got a lot of in general. We got a lot of folks that follow our pod. And I'm really wondering, like, do they actually listen? And do they listen with the intent to change their actions? Because I guess the point of you listening to my like this is not effective if you're not listening. With the if you're not listening and then change your action, like just yeah. listen, it's like I don't care if you listen to Hella Black. It's this is an action program, nigga. It's just <laughs> designed for you. Feel me? To you can you can listen to this podcast wherever you do or with whatever you're doing. But nigga, it's shit about putting action in and changing shit. You feel me? It's like yeah, you can fuck with the ideas that we put, but it's like, bro, our goal, nigga, is to get people to change the way they're looking at things. But if you change in the way you're looking about things, you feel me? The action should follow. Do it. you feel like people actually listen to Hella Black and change their actions as a result? Yeah, I think some do. I don't think everyone does. Not, of course not, not everyone all. does, yeah. But I think sometimes, yeah, like, because even the way niggas will engage me on Twitter sometimes, I'm like, bro, I know you be listening to the podcast, <laughs> but you're giving me a little, like, like, did you not listen to that part, you know? And I think it's, that's the shit is like when people start feeling uncomfortable listening to this, I'm, I'm sure people feel uncomfortable at certain points. It's like, that's the shit that you should dive deeper into. I know for myself, when I felt uncomfortable with shit, like, are the conversations or the podcasts that we've done that might have made me feel like, oh, I don't have the range. I'm like, damn, I this is where I need to dive deeper. You know what I mean? Like, like the conversation with Deshaun, you feel me? 
like even you know conversation um with Raquel hell long ago I'm like all right I need to dive in deeper and really think about this shit yeah and how I need to process it and change my way I move or the actions that I'm having type shit you know so I don't know I, I think people do to an extent but niggas always want to take what they hear about shit just like what we were just talking about niggas like all right that shit sound cool but that other shit like I don't know man I don't know if I can get behind that that anti-fat shit. I don't know if I can get behind that. You know, I gotta pay for porn. Probably because you know what I mean. Like, and because that's really challenging niggas' whole manhood in some ways. Like, oh, I can't have this to access whenever I want for free. I, I think it's not only challenging. I think it's not only challenging folks, but it's also people aren't able to see how creating a safer world for 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 things that don't apply to them will benefit them. And niggas like, want the immediate benefit to shit sometimes. Like. But not realizing, bro, like, by you changing your action, it's like, bro, this shit, at the end of the day, and it shouldn't even be about you, but at the end of the day, if you supporting black fat folks, if you support black queer folks, you feel me, black sex workers, nigga, that shit is going to get your ass free, too, bro. I mean, and even if you say it's not a, it, everyone has a black, like, we talking about black people, black folks, every black person has a black queer person in their family. Every black person has a black fat, fat person in their family. Every black person has a black trans person in their family. You know what Everybody I'm saying? Everybody knows somebody so, who's sex work, nigga. So, so my nigga, you know it is it is it is it is directly affecting you because it's a, it's affecting people you probably love and claim to care about, right? And I I just I don't know man. I really just want to guess. I my I guess I don't, my call out my my challenge is just like dog. Just fully embody. Don't take parts of what we say. Fully embody all of it and watch how your world changes and watch how the world and watch how the people around you world yeah. changes too. Like fully embody that shit. Fully embody it. And it's just about making like what is one thing you can do today? Maybe that's subscribing to OnlyFans, nigga, and not going on Pornhub. That's one tangible action. Maybe it's sending the black trans person some money. Or just hey, how you doing? The the black trans person that you know, just sending them a text, checking on them, how you doing? Um Maybe it's acknowledging, you feel me, the black Houseless person on the street when you walk past them, say, "Hey, can I get you some food? Got a few dollars for you." Simple things like that, bro. You know what I mean? And then when you start changing that way, then you start to real, real, really realize, and then you start tapping into books and shit. You start reading the theory, start really listening, shit, bro. It's like you gonna be you you gonna be able to put shit together, in my opinion. I feel like we low key just took it easy on niggas. Yeah, niggas just gotta change their action. We just took it easy on niggas to be like. So it's that it's yes it's like treating but that people also with, shows how easy it is in some ways like nigga, but like that's very, not enough it's not enough it's yeah. a start and not it's not even a start my nigga I feel like you can do it you can start acknowledging people and you can do this nigga you can speak to black trans people you can give black trans people money and you can defend black trans people when you see them being threatened via online or on the street nigga you can give black women money you can speak to black women and you can stand up for them when you fucking see them being threatened on the street um, and. As a result of all that, check your homophobia, check your transphobia, check your misogyny war, which is misogyny against black women. Like, it's hella shit you got to do. And nigga, it's going to require hella shit. And that's what's necessary for us to get to a world where all of us are fucking free. And all of yeah. us, that's what we need to do. It's hella work, nigga. And it requires you being uncomfortable, nigga. Get used to being There's uncomfortable. There's no way around it. There's as no soon as you it. get used to being uncomfortable, nigga, that's when you got to start making those changes, bro. Get used to that shit. Sit in it. Ask yourself why you uncomfortable. True black power and true black liberation. Like I'm just like I know niggas love black power as a symbolism 
black power as words, my nigga, but true black power means every black person is safe. Every black person is thriving, bro. That's what black power truly is. It's not yeah. just a selective few. It's every single black person and the multiple identities that they might embody at any given time. That's what black power, that's what black liberation is. If anything but that is some white supremacist colonial bullshit, bro. Anything but all black people being free and safe and loved and cared for. Anything but that is not black liberation. It's not black radicalism. It's not black revolutionary shit, bro. Period. Point blank. Niggas got to embody that and realize that and accept that. And I feel like niggas be really like, you know, we make, I just feel like niggas really and also we have an understanding like not everybody, like people want black not everybody wants that kind of black power and black liberation. That's just the other side of the coin, right? Some niggas just want that. power, nigga. Some niggas want the breadcrumbs of uh, of capitalism, and some niggas just want power, nigga. They don't care about overthrowing white supremacy. They want to be the white supremacist. This is for the niggas who black think that they preach black shit. liberation. You know, what I'm this is for the niggas who really do want black liberation, not just black male power type yeah. shit, black cis power type shit. If we talking about freedom of all yeah. oppressed people, nigga. if you're saying you want real, like true black liberation and black power, this is what it embodies everybody. Period, point I mean, we've been saying it all the time, nigga. It's all of us or none of us. You know? That's what true black power is, nigga. It's all power to the people, nigga. Not some people, nigga. All power to the people, nigga. Black trans folks. Black queer folks. Black poor folks. Black folks with disabilities, nigga. We're talking about everybody, nigga. We're talking about freedom, nigga. We ain't want... you Because otherwise, what good is this shit? Why you doing work, nigga, if you only want a few people free? If you only want yourself free, nigga, because you ain't ever going to get free that way either. Reality going to hit you in the mouth at some point. I hope niggas is embodying this and learning something from it. I be feeling like I'm in church and we take that little pause. <laughs> take your time. This is where we it. ask for donations. The take bowl is going to be passed take around, the virtual bowl. Pardon? Donations. Gifts. Patreons. We are hour and two minutes in. Are, we, do, are we doing extended content for Patreon? What's what's that like? What's what are we doing here? Or is it just we finna go into the next topic and after that, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, we can do. We go on the next topic, and then after that, we can Indeed. do Q and A's, oh, and Q&A. then Q and A can for be sure. for Patreon. All right. Um. Well, another thing that I've been thinking about. And pondering on the last couple of days, especially as a result of the encounter that we had last Sunday, right? Um, like I just, I think about organizing in general, and it's like you got so many people claiming to be doing the same work for the same reasons, but we not working together. And I know for us, we tend to not link up with niggas because everybody can't be trusted. You know what I'm saying? Like history has shown us that, and also. We have a direct politic behind the work that we do, right? Like we try to. And if you're very clear about doing this type of work, and you have a very different politic, like we ain't comrades. Like yeah. we have two different goals, but you might be doing the same, similar type of things. Like we say, like feeding people. You feel me? It ain't just about feeding people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not. It's not just feeding people. Yeah. There's a politic that comes behind feeding people. So when I think about that, it's clear to see why we, to to my, I guess like the point that I'm making and what I'm bringing up is just. Why do we have so many different groups claiming to fucking be wanting the same thing? And we like dog right now in Oakland, there are probably fucking 10 groups doing outreach to the houseless community, serving food, providing uh, whatever different resources. Right. 
But I guarantee you, the houseless community are still having days where they go without because niggas is not on the same page. And then some niggas like it's not even about getting on the same page, niggas. Some people don't even want to be on the same page. It's just niggas so don't even want to be in the same book. It's just so yeah. fucking counterproductive. Like, why is it, to the point that like I don't I don't think PBO should have like there would be no need for PBO to do it three times a week if we were linking up with these other places. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure there there are parts of Oakland, there are encampments in Oakland that probably don't get any food from the services that we provide, whether it's us, the East Oakland Collective, fucking Berkeley Free Clinic. Whoever else is out distributing food in the in in the East Bay Oakland area right now, my nigga, and like, why is it that we four weeks into this shelter in place, however many weeks we've been doing the PBO, and we haven't had a single conversation with East Oakland Collective, we haven't had a single conversation with PBO, and all, I mean with um, Berkeley Free Clinic, and nigga, all of us is getting our our food from the same provider, my nigga. It makes no, it just makes no well, sense. I mean, at me. least with the East, like we know the niggas for the most part <laughs> is in the East. We ain't going to the East. You feel me? Niggas know we in the West. You know, I mean, but I think... They haven't come to the West before, though. And that's what... And, and it's not yeah. like we haven't gone to the East. Facts. So my thing is just like... I, I'm i not sure if this is just the norm with motherfuckers just being on different pages. But like at some point, bro... Even if it's like we don't fully fuck with... Like I know we don't fuck with the politics behind a lot of a lot of people's stuff, right? Like I know Berkeley Free Clinic, when we when they... The, the volunteers that I've seen from them so far have been all white. And I already know what it's like to engage with white people. I already know a lot of white people get into the work. So I can... I know why we haven't really linked up with them, right? But it's like if all of our groups came together and organized in a more effective way, there wouldn't be a day that houseless folks didn't get what they need. There would be... You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean... It, it, that's the question behind it all. And uh, I mean, I think there's a clear answer behind it too. Is like, why are people doing this work to begin with? Right. So it's like, you know, situation we had on Sunday with PBO is like, we've been feeding people in West Oakland three times a week. That ain't been no secret. You feel me? We've been doing that shit every Sunday. Nigga, we's there. You feel me? For a minute. Niggas know who's there. No, know who isn't. People tell us who's there and who isn't too. You know what I mean? Niggas are saying, Oh, niggas is not there at all. So it's like, we see, you know, our plan is going to feed the normal camp that we feed, you know, three times a week. And, you know, there's a whole church group there, you know, where niggas is fucking preaching at the same time. Right. And handing out food at the same time. Niggas ain't even wearing masks. Niggas not wearing gloves. Right. And then when niggas go to try to holler at niggas, it's like, oh, it's all from this area, too. When, when niggas approach them, like, hey, like, what days are you doing this shit? We trying to organize it so niggas get food the max amount. And niggas don't even want to have that conversation. So it's like, what is you actually doing it for? Are you doing it for your fucking, your fucking ghetto, ghetto missionary trip to to West Oakland? Is that what you was doing? Because that's what it feels like. You bring your your whole church for one day. You feel me? Because niggas has been there every Sunday. Niggas have not I've seen never them. seen them. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen the niggas ever. You feel me? So it's like, but of course niggas gonna adjust. Nigga, niggas gonna feed different parts. You know, it's and just all so fucking. It's, again, it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive to what we're actually trying and to do here. Because I I know there's that you got to think about. But that just shows you niggas aren't about actually helping people. They're doing it for themselves, bro. You feel me? Yeah. Like that. That's exactly what it shows. It's niggas I mean, are doing yeah. this shit, and it ain't, it ain't about liberation, nigga. It ain't about revolution, nigga. It ain't about providing material resources, nigga. It's about making yourself feel good. You feel me? You put in a post on Instagram saying, "Oh, we fed the community," but you might have just put the community in danger because you're not taking no safety precautions, leaving all y'all trash everywhere because we was there the next day. <laughs> I mean, at some point, you know, that shit got to be stopped, period. Yeah. <laughs> I just, 
I would like to see. Yeah, I mean, people in Oakland know what we about. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we have we're a different age demographic, which means like our online presence looks different. You know what I'm saying? Um, but niggas just have to get on the same page because if we all out here actually trying to like, and some folks don't gotta have the politics behind that shit. I guess as long as you're not on some completely anti-black shit, you know what I'm saying? You just might be on some more liberal shit and think that you can integrate into systems and da da da. Like that's whatever. That's your prerogative. But I would like for us to get these people what they need day in and day out. You know what I'm saying? Like I I would like that. Yeah, I don't know. Some of these niggas been on some op shit before, so it's just <laughs> that. You feel There's me? That. Niggas be on some op shit, bro. I ain't gonna engage with that shit. Unfortunately, it's like this has been going on since way before us. I often wonder about like what Oakland looked like when the Panthers was here. They wasn't the only niggas out there feeding people. You know what I'm saying? It was for sure probably some other niggas out there. Yeah. And I mean, the Panthers. There was there was you feel me at, at some point. It was also was, hella deep though. They was, they was deep, deep as fuck, but also they was funking with different organizations at some times. Like, niggas was funking with the other organizations. Probably going to go into that because I already know how me and you get with that, so we're going to stop that right there. We're going to stop that right there. Is this what being we silenced be, feels like? No, we, I'm fucking right. drinking claw, nigga. I already seen how you turned up about the other shit. But <laughs> this is to... to we our situation is different, but I what I would like people to think think about that's organizing in whatever spaces you are, whatever capacity you are. Think about how y'all could work with groups in y'all area or people in y'all area to actually get closer to what y'all trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Whatever resources y'all trying to provide for the most marginalized and oppressed groups, you know. Excuse me. Because it ain't about us, nigga. You got to remove your feelings from organizing. I that. know it's different for us. Like, if some niggas told us, like, y'all, we trying to, like, this is us, boom, like, y'all can take these days, and we'll do, like, I know we are 100% with that. There's just, like, no communication. I couldn't even tell you who run East Oakland Collective. Well, now I actually do know because it's you've it's Vange's sister, right? Or people, yeah. I don't know who runs the Berkeley Free Clinic shit. I don't know about any of the churches and shit out here. Um, and for that's for whatever reasons, whether because they really they not really outside like we outside, or it's because it's different age groups, whatever the case may be. But there's no reason why niggas shouldn't be way more linked up doing this work. Make no sense. And if you one of them groups that nigga got too much pride and ego and want to make it all about yourself, you want to. You know, it's, it's not same the place. Yeah, it's about the people, not Period. about your own ego, fulfilling some own type of charity need in yourself, or feeling like you you the special one, the chosen one. Facts. I have to pee, bro. I know this is live, but like, I'll see now that you was tapped into the live episode, you really see what actually I pee at be least going once on once an episode. I pee. So when you just hear me talking, a lot of water and for hell long. Cause that nigga pissing If he talking for hell long It's cause I'm pissing You know You're gonna get the full Hella black experience Honestly That's what it is You really see the shit That going on With the live stream We got a live stream Going on Real A real live stream Going on But I think this will be A good time too For all the niggas Tapping in with the live chat You feel me Drop some questions We gonna We gonna answer them Questions on the Patreon.com Exclusive, you feel me? So tap on our Patreon, patreon.com slash hellblackpod. So drop some questions y'all have for the live chat, and we'll answer some of that for the exclusive shit. But niggas got to remove their fucking feelings from this shit. It ain't about you. This work ain't about you, bro. It's about the people. And if you're about the people, you should be willing to make those, you feel me, those changes, nigga. You should be willing to get the people the most resources at any time, period. That's what it's about. If it's about the people... You gonna have those conversations, but I don't know. 
as Delancey makes his way back to the stage, you feel me? I'm I'm proud of how PBO has responded in this time. You know, and like I was really just reflecting on like a lot of the work we was doing, you know, even prior to even creating PBO. You know what I mean? Like a lot of that like infrastructure building and those thoughts that we had, like niggas put that shit into action. You know what I mean? And built something that was actually rooted in, you know, Radical shit, you feel me, on a socialist tip, nigga, on some radical black, radical revolutionary shit, you feel me? Niggas built something, trying to root it, you know, in that type of politic. You know, of, of course it ain't never been perfect, but it's like, I was thinking about it, like, niggas is out there three times a week, niggas is doing shit seven days a week for PBO. Shout with out, a group of folks. Yeah. A Shout group out of to people. the core team. Shout out uh, Yemi, Ty, Ayana, AB, Kelly, Sienna, um, Diani has been helping a lot with the, with the packs. Diani and her crew. Shout out Raven. Shout out Sochi. Shout out Nick. These are all the people that have been. Shout out Lucas. Shout out is it Farley's? Farley's has been providing yeah. food. I, the restaurant we're seeing the works at also has been giving food. I think too, but I can't remember that restaurant. But just shout out everybody that's been able to make this happen. Um, and I hope you know, like yeah, like B was saying, it, it started off. Super small. There's been a lot of growing pains along the way, but any like shit is just possible. There's it's gonna take work, it's gonna yeah. take sacrifice, but like getting shit, getting movements or groups started is is very, very feasible, very very feasible. We live yeah. in proof of the shit. Facts, and the facts that niggas is feeding people three times a week, and we're doing it with intentionality. Like we ain't just feeding people the days we want to feed people. We doing, you know. Food for the days that the shelter isn't providing those services. You know what I mean? Like, niggas is providing Narcan and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I literally had a lady just say, like, oh, yeah, this shit saved somebody last week. I'll use it to save somebody. You know what I mean? And like that, Shout that out to Freedom Clinic. Shout who out to Freedom who the Community person, who Clinic. Who was yeah. the people that donated the... It's through the Freedom Community. Do Not Harm Coalition. Do Not Harm, yeah, okay. You know? Yeah. So, like, shout out to all the supporters we have. People's made, you know, donations, nigga. Like, all that shit is really having an effect, bruh. You know, in, in some ways, and sometimes it's hard to see it, especially when the conditions is just not good. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. that shit is really having an effect, and that shit really hit me. You know, we like, oh, yeah, this Narcan really just helped us save somebody. You know what I mean? Last week, like. The work is if, being if, done, and it's being filled. Because yeah. it's like, if COVID-19 ain't killing, you know, black houses, folks, nigga, it's hunger, nigga. Like, it's overdose, not having those resources, bro. It's like being cold, nigga, like. That shit's real, bro. And we seeing exactly how this, you know, white supremacist capitalist state is not doing nothing to support the people. Nigga, Newsom gets on in front of fucking TV and says, oh, we have hotels. Libby Shaft goes on TV. Oh, hotels, nigga. But the hotels ain't for people on the streets, nigga. It's for if they get sick. So you have a bunch of empty hotel rooms that you're paying hell with money for and not actually putting people in there. You're only doing it if people get, you know, get COVID-19 systems. I you mean, know what how I mean? would niggas know if motherfuckers not even being tested? <laughs> Facts. If we, nigga, me and you ain't being tested for this shit, we know houses folks not being tested for it. And we two niggas with healthcare. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But, I don't know, I th- I'm just I'm just proud of the work that niggas is doing, bro. Me too, like, shout out game. Shout out to the whole team, shout out to the whole squad, shout out to everybody who supported. You feel me? Niggas is responding in a major way, and I think that work and that base building we did from 2016... That shit is making a difference, you know. Um, 
Niggas learned from previous organizations too. Niggas, you know, was organizing with another shit, and that shit was filled with a bunch of toxic shit, a bunch of homophobia, a bunch of. You might have learned from niggas. I didn't learn shit from them niggas. I learned what not to do, nigga. I learned how shit is not supposed to happen. <laughs> I don't learn shit, but I learned what not to do. Type shit. You feel me? <laughs> 